0: All right, let's do this. Hello, everybody. I'm back. Welcome to the Cholony Creative Chaos Podcast. I am your host, the Champ, Champ Chiloni. Um, I'm back by popular demand. People are asking where you been, Chiloni. When are we get a, when we get when we gonna get a cast from you? Well. This marks the 10-year anniversary of the champ getting his degree from Western Michigan. It's a proud, proud day in my accomplishments of life, and uh, we're gonna go into that too in some future episodes of my life of. Uh, From living on the West Coast when I was a kid, growing up here as a Michigander in my teens and 20s, and now just me just doing my thing, spreading my opinion on sports, entertainment, non-political stuff that doesn't create arguments, fights, and other chaos in a bad manner. And the reason I say go chaos because I'll go off topic from here and there in these in these episodes with things um, via sports, via movies, via TV, via music, via anything. And uh, yeah, um, this is kind of the intro into the show. Um, I hope y'all like it. Hope y'all enjoy it uh my goal is to do three episodes a month sometimes it'll be two um just depending on how hectic and how i'm feeling uh during the during the month um so yeah i hope you guys enjoy and tell everybody you know uh more people can give me more opinions on um, what to do, what to cover. I'm, I'm all ears. Listen, uh, you guys can email me at champchaloni at gmail.com. That is the specific address for this sh- a podcast. Um, and I will double check that right now to make sure we are all on the same page. If it is, yes, it is champ Chaloney at gmail.com and people go why champ Chaloney? well i'm i i am a champ in life one i've gone through many struggles like rocky being from a chump to somebody and also i'm a fantasy football champ so hence why i, I am why I, The email address is champcholoni at gmail.com. To my friends listening to this, you guys have my phone number. You guys can text me ideas or thoughts, opinions. Uh, Like I said, I'm all all ears. Uh, As well, uh, Facebook message me, Facebook me, Uh, WhatsApp, I have WhatsApp as well. Just let me know i'm here i'm here for the people i am the people's champ i am the people's choice i'm also the voice of the voiceless uh so like i said there's the intro there's how to get the hold of me for the beginning of the beginning of these episodes on your guys's ideas thoughts opinions and today's episode i'm going to dive into my sport i have two sport christmases one of them is this time of the year one has been already happened with the masters with cam smith winning on the masters i love watching the masters but since he ran away with the thing i really couldn't uh uh really enjoy it i like a good golf tournament i like I like it to be more a little bit more competitive, but Cam just ran away with the thing, and and that was that. Uh, my second love, baseball, is here. I was kind of getting stressed out about six weeks ago, going, "Oh God, this is going to be the strike ninety four all over again. We're gonna we're not gonna have baseball until July." But they got it together. Thank the good Lord, and uh, we'll have we have baseball uh, full season too. So I'll dive into my MLB preview uh, in this episode as well. I hope you guys enjoy um, as well. I will get into the Tigers a little bit because I know I have a lot of Tigers fans on here. Uh, they're gonna probably want my thoughts and opinions. Um, I might be a little homerish with my AL West champ, and but once you guys listen and hear why i'm gonna be a little homerish you guys will understand it and then we are 48 hours about 48 hours away from my third thing i love in april and that's the nfl draft and yes here you'll get the full 32 first round mock from me this is my own one and only. Uh, I've based it off other mock, mock drafts that I've looked and read. It took me a very long time to get all 32. Hopefully I'll do well. Um, in the past, I've usually gone about 50%, so which is not too bad. I'm hoping this year will be more in the likes of 60 to 70, but only time will tell. Um, and yeah, it will be an interesting, interesting Thursday and Lions fans. I think you will absolutely love and agree who I'm going with, with number two, but at pick 32, I already know I'm going to probably get some groans and moans and go, really Chalani, why did you, uh, ha- have this guy going in the last pick of, uh, the first draft? So here we go. I'm going to start with the MLB preview because the NFL draft is going to be a little bit more longer, a little bit more extensive, and a little bit more opinionated and thought processed out. So I'm going to start with uh, the MLB. I will start with the NL. I might be able, I might do some award previews. I don't really know if I'm going to. Um, but we'll wait and see uh, how I feel on this later on. Uh, but it's kind of hard because I'm really not sure about the NL Rookie of the Year. And because I really don't follow the NL as deeply as I do with the AL. So any any NL baseball fans out there that are going to listen to this, maybe you can uh, help me out with the NL Rookie of the Year. The NL Cy Young, I can definitely help you guys out with on that. The AL Cy Young, in my opinion, is gonna be a wide open, wide open case for anybody. So, but the NL East, I have the Mets winning the division, uh, and as well, there is new playoff rules this year via via, via seating in how many get in. I wanted to double-check this before I started this cast tonight. That there is going to be six teams in the NL and six teams out of the AL. And what will happen is that the division champs are going to be seated one through three, based on record. And then the remaining three will be based on best record in their in the respective uh, leagues and as well the one in two seeds will get a first round by will not be playing in this in the first round of the first round of the playoffs three through three will be playing six four will be playing five it is like uh the NFL, uh, when it was good and when it was actually meant something to have two buys in the first round. Yes, I'm a big proponent. Big op- big opposite on, six, on seven teams in the NFL. They either need to go back to six or make it eight and then give the one and two the first round buy in my opinion. That needs what needs to happen. So that being said, uh the champs I have in the NL respective divisions. I have the Mets winning the East. Uh the Mets upgraded their rotation immensely by signing Max Scherzer and Chris and they traded for Chris Bassett. They have oh now I'm blanking. <laughs> This is uh Oh the, the guy from Cleveland. He was in there last year too. Oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. Um But they upgraded their upgraded their rotation with those two. Uh they've got Pete Alonzo, they've got Francis- Francisco Lindor. Uh, as well as Dominic Smith, I think, who might be a little bit uh, might be getting a little bit more playing time. And I love Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil and JD Davis to me are are the gonna be the glue guys and underrated guys in my opinion. Um, They signed Eduardo Escobar, Carlos Carrasco. I apologize, everybody. Um, And they still got Tyron Walker. I love the James McCann signing uh, for behind the dish. He's a little bit better than expected. He's going to be that sneaky 260 Fifteen to twenty homer guy, seventy to ninety ribbies. Uh, I have the Braves as the number as the number two in that division. They will be in the playoffs as well. The Central, I'm leaning the Cardinals over the Brewers. The Brewers will also be in the playoffs. In the West, I will have the Dodgers winning that division. And the Giants over the Padres uh, as well. I I don't know about the, I don't, like I said, I don't know about the Padres. They lose Tatis Jr. until June. Maybe the All-Star break if he has a setback. That's a big blow. Uh, they got Frankie Montas. They got Blake Snell. They got Hugh Darvish. But the There's some older guys on that team that I don't know if they can produce the full year out and help them win games like Eric Cosmer and Will Myers, in my opinion. So that's why I have the Giants. I loved what they did by bringing in Jock Peterson. They signed Carlos Rodon, who finally looked like the ace last year that he was supposed to be. This whole entire time for the White Sox. But he just always was injury riddled. So how I have it is uh, the Dodgers. The best team in the NL. One seed. I have the Mets being the two. Uh, with Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, Carrasco. That's just a very, very scary rotation. So they should put up that that rotation in my opinion will pull it up will get 80 wins in my opinion it it may sound a little bit nuts but five guys winning 80 games that's not really out of out of hand i have the cardinals being the third third seed uh, via division winner i have the Braves as the four the giants as the five and the brewers as the six so i and it kind of works out because that means now the cardinals and brewers will play each other in the first round it doesn't matter by division anymore no one gets a bump up in seed uh i still i still like jack flaherty uh, miles Mikolas is sneaky good uh, you always have Yadier Merlin, uh, Molina behind the dish. His veteranships gonna help, and then you got the two two cornerstones for that franchise now, and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, and I think they will take the Brewers in four. The Braves and the Giants are gonna be a tougher series. I will take the Giants in five. I just like their lineup. I like the rotation. Logan Red maybe be the NL rookie of the year. That's the only guy that I can think of off the top of my head that could be the rookie of the year. Uh, him, Rodon are going to be great. They've got proven vets and brand, proven playoff vets and Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt. So that's why I have the Giants over the Braves. Uh, the Braves to me right now don't have that. Number one veteran. We need a win playoff guy in that rotation, in my opinion. So, I have, and then in the second round, and that would be those round two, uh, round one, round two. Excuse me, would be, uh, would be the Mets and the giants and then the braves playing the dodgers and i have the dodgers over uh, i mean the take that back i apologize it would be the dodgers and the giants and the mets and the cardinals so that series again last year was very close uh i have the dodgers over the giants in six uh To me, right now, if the Dodgers can get Trevor Bauer back and rolling before August, they will be very scary. Um, I have, and it's going to be a classic Dodgers Giants series. It's going to be a tough, close, nail biting, a very good series. I have the Mets over the Cardinals as well in six. I already know why you get you got Scherzer to Grom and you need only one of those other three to get you a win and then have Scherzer to Grom finishing in game six and then have the Dodgers over the Mets in six uh just too many too many players that playoff tested and approved themselves in the playoffs um the Mets aren't there uh they don't got enough playoff veteran leadership in that, on that team, unless things change by the the trade deadline. So, and the AL, I have the Mariners winning the West. Surprise, surprise. Uh, to me, right now, that division is a two-horse race. If Houston picks up another veteran starter, in my opinion, I don't know if they will. That it's looking like the wheels are about to about to fall off on that on that Houston that Astros team. But they've lost Springer and Correa in a span of three years. Um, Altuve is looking. Older and not hitting the ball as he was, so in that and after Ferlander, there's really nobody in that rotation that it screams they can be dominant, in my opinion. The Angels, same same thing. After Shohei in the rotation, there really isn't anybody, and. That lineup is still going to do work, but they will be they'll, they'll still be the same. I do have the Astros and Angels in that division going to the playoffs um, because the AL Central, in my opinion, is a train wreck and a half right now, and I don't know if it's going to be solved. Uh, the Twins have no pitching. The White Sox has. A third of their starting rotation and lineup hurt right now. Uh, the Tigers, in my opinion, still need another veteran starter in that rotation. Um, love the offense. Got a lot of veterans and rookies. And that's going to be interesting to watch. But, like I said, I don't know. I think they're one year out. One year out, guys. And I'm sorry. Uh, I, I've i seen Casey Mize. I've seen Matt Manning. I think M- Mize is going to be a stud. I just think it's going to be a little bit more time. Right? And Torkelson and Julio Rodriguez, in my opinion, are going to be neck and neck for MLB Rookie of the Year. I mean, AL Rookie of the Year. Um, the way Torque's hitting the ball right now, I have him in a slight edge, unless Julio Rodriguez gets red hot uh, by July. But that time will tell. We'll wait and see if that happens. Uh, I don't know if it will. Uh, he has, I've watched a couple of Mariners games and he has struggled mightily. And going back to Seattle, I've watched them a couple games, and it's not the Seattle of when I was growing up in the '20s, and that'll be a future episode of me just uh, getting blowing off steam uh, on one of these episodes where just having one of those days uh, where Felix needed, where Felix was pitching complete games and only allowing a run two runs and the Mariners can't even scratch three to help them win. This is the team that I've seen this team they going they going to wear you out on the base pass via walks via base base hits. Um, I turned off the game Saturday night when, they, when the Warriors tied it up at five apiece and then Mariners bust out a six spot in the eighth. And I'm like, this might get interesting. So, there's my reason why on the Mariners, they're gonna they're walking more. That's gonna affect the pitching more. And later on the season, and if they can get the younger guys to hit, they're gonna be a, they're gonna be scary good. Um, I have them as the two seed in the in the AL because, like I said. The AL, whoever wins the AL Central, which I'm gonna just lean on the Sox because I don't think Cleveland has enough. I think Detroit is knocking on the door slightly, but isn't kicking it yet. Uh, and and the Twins, like I said, I don't know what the Twins are doing. So uh, and Chicago will be the three, the one is gonna be whoever wins the AL east between tampa and toronto i'm gonna give the slight edge to toronto uh i love vlad jr uh as well as bringing in arguably the best third baseman in the league in matt chapman that was a big move um Robbie Ray goes. But they signed Kevin Gossman. And they signed Kukuchi. I'm not big on Kukuchi. Because he's a Mariners. I seen him for, I saw him in 3-4 three, three, years as a Mariner. He reminded me of Ishikawa. H- Hidoki Ishikawa. Who was averaging. A mid 4 ERA. So we'll wait and see. If he can prove it in Toronto. I've heard. The pitching coach is the pitching whisperer, so we'll wait and see. But that offense, oh good night. Good luck. Good luck. I think Flat Jr.'s winning the MVP. He should have won it last year. I don't care what anybody says. I'm fine with Shohei winning the Cy Young last year. But if you look at Shohei's numbers from mid-June till the end of the year his numbers started to decrease and Vlad's just stayed consistent and I'm sorry for a guy that hit the guy that was two home two or three homers away from winning the triple crown he should have won the MVP and I'm going to say Vlad Jr is going to win the triple crown the first time in 10 years since Miggy did it speaking of Miggy congrats on the on the 3k Hits, he's gonna be a f- for sure first ballot Hall of Famer. So, here's how I have it the Rays one seed, Mariners two seed, the White Sox the three, the Rays the four, Astros five, Angels six. I have the White Sox playing the Angels uh and that will be a probably a sweep in my opinion or I'll go three it is a best of three I apologize uh I have it probably will go three because I think Shohei could steal a game um but I have the White Sox over the Angels in three uh Rays over Astros Rays will win that in two I don't care. Um, Verlander has had problems against the Rays, and the Rays are just sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good. Uh, So it'll be the top four in the AL. Uh, So it will be Toronto and Tampa Bay, which I expect that to go the full boat. Uh, Toronto winning that. I think it's five. I don't know if it's five or seven. Uh, but it will it'll be Toronto in five or seven. And then the Mariners will be playing. Wait, no. Yes, the Mariners will be playing the White Sox. That's correct. Uh, this is tough for me. I don't want to be a homer. Um, if the White Sox somehow or some way get hurt. And the Mariners can get a veteran arm via bullpen or starting rotation. They could be in the ALCS. Uh, I think they will. I think it's a little bit crazy, a little bit early. But the White Sox have never tended to stay healthy. Uh, and even during last year, they weren't healthy in the playoffs. Uh So I'll have the Mariners over the White Sox in five or six, depending on if it's a five-game series, I'll have the Mariners in four. If it's a seven-game series, I have the Mariners in six. And then I'll have the Blue Jays smoking the Mariners in five. Set up a Toronto, set up a cross-country World Series between the Blue Jays and the Dodgers. Uh, The Dodgers will beat the Blue Jays in six once again uh just that rotation uh and just being there the last couple two out of the last four years i believe uh, will put the dodger having another dodger blue having another title so that will conclude the ml preview and now i'm going to Go into the first round of the NFL draft, and I hope you guys will enjoy. I love to hear you. You gotta be kidding me, but well, I'll 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 get your thoughts and opinions once this is up and and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to it. So going into the NFL draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select defensive tackle, Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Now, the reason why I have this over Hutchinson is because, A, the Jaguars have always been crazy on picking either not-the-right guy or... The guy they think that's best and that's where that's why the Jags are number one again um, they said they like walkers upside more than uh, than Hutchinson which I can understand if they're going to go upside then and it's the Jags I think that will be the pick now the Lions Rush to the podium and select Adrian Hutchinson from Michigan. It's a no-brainer. In my opinion, they need defensive help. And you take the kid that was second in the Heisman last year as well. It's it's like I said, and it's a win-win. It helps the fan base. And people love that Hutch will be a lion for at least five years number three the houston texans take Kayvon thibodeau from oregon this one was kind of hard i don't know where thibodeau is gonna land um houston has a lot has a lot of needs um But it's Lovey Smith, he is the new head coach. So, and usually, new head coach usually gets his side of the ball via first pick. Hence why I have Thibodeau going to the Texans. Number four, the New York Jets to Lake. The Sauce, Gardner, from Cincy. And this is a Robert Sala pick, and I and he's probably going to be all over this. Big, physical corner, reminds him, reminds him of a young Sherman. It could go this way. This could be also a trade-down pick. I've been seeing that, too, in drafts. But that is to be determined, but I'm going to stick with it. And then the other New York team is right behind them. They won't go Saskar and won't trade up, in my opinion. And that's the New York Giants, because the New York Giants have pick five and pick seven. And they take Ikeem Ikinawu, the offensive tackle from NC State. Uh, I took him here instead of seven. Uh because i think at 7 the giants are going to get who they want anyway and it's brian dable the new head coach for the giants and like i said first year head coaches usually get their first, their side of the ball so and dable wants to make it like an offense in, in buffalo for the giants so improving that offensive line makes a whole lot of sense and so that's why taking ikinawu from MC state all right number six trade yes first trade i'm i don't project a lot of trades in this in this mock draft because I don't know how it's gonna all play out. I don't some teams love to trade up, trade down. But to me, this is a no-brainer. Uh, as a Seahawks fan as well. And I already know some of my friends that are gonna listen to this. I said, Oh, I already know who Celoney's going with here. And that is right. Seahawks trade number nine to the Panthers for six. Uh Denver's second and in 2023 pick, I don't know what round would benefit to complete this trade. And then the Seahawks take Malik Willis from Liberty. To me, it makes a whole lot of sense. You let Russell Wilson go, mobile quarterback, you need to replace him with a mobile quarterback. Right now, in that quarterback room, and actually, they just announced that the Geno Smith deal is still on hold, which makes me very happy. So, as of right now, that quarterback room is Drew Locke, who has won maybe 40% of his games. And Jacob Eason, who has not thrown an NFL regular season pass yet in two years. So, to me, it's a no-brainer. I know some some mocks have them staying at night going offensive line because uh, of Dwayne Brown not resigning yet. Uh, no one knows what Dwayne Brown's doing. I helped the Seahawks decide to go quarterback and then give Dwayne Brown a call and going, hey, we can pay you now. So, time will tell on that. We'll wait and see. But Malik Willis at 6 to Seattle. Number seven, the Giants are back on the board. They go pass rusher Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. There's some mobile quarterbacks in that division. So because they got uh, Jalen Hurts in Philly, mobile quarterback. Dak's a mobile quarterback. They don't got to worry about Wentz. Wentz is not a mobile quarterback. But they need Giants have had problems rushing the passers. So, So hence I'm taking. Another pass rusher off the board uh, here at seven. Uh, number eight, this one is actually a very no-brainer as well since the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. They're going to take Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. There is no targets, no wide receivers to target to right now in, that Atlanta, in the Atlanta receiving room. Russell Gage is gone. Went to Tampa. Calvin Ridley was a bonehead, suspended for the year. They only have Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson, the two notable names in that draft room, right in that receiver room right now. So to me, it makes a whole lot of sense to draft a receiver. Count they could trade they can trade Calvin Ridley uh next year if they don't want to pay him, which I got a gut feeling they're not going to, especially for being especially for doing what he did. And he wouldn't have been suspended if if the idiot stayed in Florida, made the bet instead of move, going to Georgia. Read the article, it's out there. It's really stupid. Uh Number nine, is Carolinas as they traded the pick to Seattle for six. And I have them taking offensive lineman Evan Neal from Alabama. Because right now there are two or three veteran quarterbacks that can't be traded for. And Jimmy G. Baker, and I've been here at Garden Minshew as well. And Matt Rule is in is in the fire zone right now. He if he doesn't have a winnable year, or a 500 year, Matt Rule is out a, in Carolina. So this is why they traded down. They get an offensive lineman to protect. Probably in my opinion it's gonna be Jimmy G going to Carolina. I know Jimmy G ain't gonna like it, but you can't really argue with you can't really argue where you're going. So hence why I have that pick because I think Carolina's gonna later on in about six weeks when cut day comes for veterans or trade for money. Uh, that's going to happen. I think the Carolina Panthers are getting a veteran quarterback. They can't trust. I can. I. I'm going to try to win, win the Heisman every throw, Sam Darnold. So, and Carolina gets a couple picks too to help out later on in this draft because in this draft there is some other. Uh, needs that carolina needs in in this draft pick 10 goes back to the jets uh this this pick was originally seattle's which i don't even get me going on that jamal jamal trade it still hasn't been proven that he is was worth it uh as well uh but pick 10 if this is not Traded to San Fran for Debo Samuel, which could be which could happen, but at the same time, if San Fran does trade Debo Samuel to the Jets for this pick, I still think San Fran will go with receiver, replace Debo, and they will get a guy that is basically built like Debo, and that's uh, Drake London, the kid from USC. He was. I'm Mr. Pac-12, as some guys know it. He was destroying everybody in Pac-12 play and non-conference play before he got hurt. He he almost had 1,000 yards receiving, and I believe eight touchdowns uh, before he got hurt, and that's pretty scary. And that screams to me... He's gonna be the second receiver in this draft. People are saying Jameson Williams maybe in this on with this pick, but Jameson Williams to me is re- is recovering from a torn ACL, so I think it's gonna his stocks gonna take a slight nosedive. He would have been a top five if he didn't stay if he didn't get hurt. So uh, I'll be talking about prospects getting hurt and their drafts sliding here later on in this episode too. Uh, we'll be getting to Jameson Williams actually sh- shortly in the, in the next couple of picks. Uh, pick 11, the Washington Commanders. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't say it. I, I'm so used to the Washington Redskins. Um, I don't know why they said, go up with the commanders, but whatever, as long as they don't change the colors and the jerseys, I'm fine with that. They can, they can have their name, they could call them whatever. Um, but I have them going safety Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. It makes perfect sense. Uh, They've moved Landon Collins from safety to linebacker. They need another safety unless they go wide receiver here just in case Terry McLaurin gets a little bit upset and no new contract, which could happen. But Vera loves getting a younger defense. He has the youngest defense. Why not add to that younger defense with the best, with the best safety prospect? He is safety one on everybody's board, uh, and it makes sense because, like I said, they moved Landed Collins to linebacker, and Kyle Hamilton. If he wasn't, if he did, wasn't injury riddled during the season, he would have been off the board already too. He was projected to be a top five guy too, uh, so this is where I think he his stock goes his his stock's floor hits right here. Number thirteen, the Houston Texans are back on the clock, and they go offensive lineman Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Uh, they need to beef up the offense. It's another need for uh Houston. And as you can see, the run of offensive linemen are going. And Houston try- needs to get on that train quickly. And so they, need- so they take Cross here. Uh, he could easily be a day one starter next to Laramie Tunsil. Um, and start getting that Houston franchise somewhat back on the map. It's a- it has been a giant dumpster fire for that franchise the last couple of years pick 14 and i can't believe that the baltimore ravens are this high yes ladies and gentlemen i can't remember seeing the baltimore ravens picking in the top 15 and god knows when uh but they take jordan davis the defense it's the other defensive tackle from georgia uh he is—he's the exact opposite of Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. He is—he's going to be plug play, ready to go, day one, um, and he's got more—a little bit—he's more, got some speed too, so that will help uh, going against like Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I can't believe I said that too. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Burrow in in that uh afc north and deshaun watson who's in that division now but we'll see if deshaun Watson's under center day one there's still goodell hasn't announced anything if he's still suspended or not uh but like i said he he's a plug and play kind of guy they haven't had a they haven't had a they franchise D tackle since uh Saragusa, in my opinion, they've always been signing free uh, hit or miss free agency uh, in the in that area. Plus, they've lost in the last two years four to six guys via free agency, and it didn't help that Zedarius Smith backpedaled and didn't sign with Baltimore. Instead of signing with Minnesota, uh, that's another reason why I think I, I think Baltimore's going to go defense here, because uh, they still need they're still in the process of rebuilding uh, that defense from everybody leaving in the last two years. Pick fifteen. Philadelphia Eagles select Jamison Williams from Alabama. And I know people are going to go, okay, Chelone, why Jameson Williams at 15? Why Philly? And I'm going to answer those. One, Jalen Hurts through to Devontae Smith and Jameson Williams at Alabama. So why not pair them together all over again and let... Jalen Hurts do damage with his former teammates. Two. Because this is the makeup pick from Jalen Rager from two years ago that just basically was a giant whiff, thinking Rager could have been a number one option and hasn't done butt kiss. So... To me, that answers. If that if that doesn't answer your question, then you need to hit the dumbass button on yourself. Number sixteen. This is the first of two. Speaking of which, Philly's first of two was last pick. No one's first of two is now, and they are going to be taking Trevor Penning, the offensive lineman, from Northern Iowa. Uh, to me, it's not quarterback. I've seen people projecting Kenny Pickett here. Uh, I I don't see it for two reasons. One, I don't think Dennis Allen wants to roll with the with a uh, rookie quarterback behind Jameis yet. Two, you just gave Jameis twenty twenty plus million dollars for two years. It makes more sense next year to go somebody in the draft. Uh there's better prospects, as you can see. And this year's draft will only have one quarterback through sixteen picks. That should say something right there. Uh and I in like in giving Winston twenty million dollars that that just does that. That would not be a good start for the Dennis Allen era in New Orleans. So hence, I'll have Trevor Penning taking Teron Armstead's spot, who went to Miami, and you get younger on the offensive line. You replace Taryn Armstead, and that will help Jameis Winston look like actually a very good starting quarterback in this league. And I'm hoping. He stays healthy, and he actually uh, has a full year and has a very good year. He was having a very good first half before he tore his ACL last year. Pick 17, the L.A. Chargers take Zion Johnson, the offensive lineman from Boston College. I had Trevor Penning originally going here. Uh... But I'm taking an offensive lineman. Uh, it's they're going to, the AFC West is going to need offensive lineman up the wazoo to definitely help with the veteran defensive ends that came into this division. Chandler Jones went to Vegas. Uh, you got Bradley Chubb still in Denver, uh, as well as. Uh, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, I think Frank Clark is still with Kansas City, Uh, and KC. So it makes a whole lot of sense to get a young young offensive lineman, uh, as well as uh, getting a potential replacement for Bulaga, who's getting up there in health and age. Uh, So it's an easy replacement pick here, in my opinion. Number 18, uh, Philly, second pick, two of two, unless this, this pick gets traded, which could very well possibly happen. I have them taking Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington. Uh, watch this kid play for two years. And just like Kyler Gordon, who I have going early in the second round, if you don't watch Washington football, shame on you. Uh, just the, for their defense alone, taught very well. Um, and these kids can cover and they can come up and tackle against the run. Uh, and that's why I think, and that's another reason why uh, I have Trent McDuffie going here. Uh, like I said, the kid it can do both cover in the cover in the pass and come up and tackle against run as well. Number 19, the second New Orleans pick. I have Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, this is to make Michael Thomas somewhat happy, but as at the same time it's also to make uh also the light of fire under Michael Thomas's ass. Uh, and it will also help Jameis Winston. Uh there's really no wide receiver two in New Orleans right now behind Michael Thomas. It's I know it's Alvin Kamura, but no wide receiver two because Alvin Kamura is probably going to be suspended for the first 68 games for being a dumbass in Vegas before the Pro Bowl. I like I said, so that's the reason why they're going to go on with Chris Oloyf here from uh Ohio State. 20. Pittsburgh Steelers take the hometown boy, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt. Uh, He may go earlier, but like I said, a lot of the teams ahead of him don't really have a need for quarterback or spent money to re-sign guys in the quarterback. If Dwayne Haskins didn't pass away. Tragically, this pick wouldn't been a quarterback. Uh, it now becomes a quarterback because of that reason, which is sad. But at the same time, they only gave Mitch Trubisky two years and 14 million dollars. So to me, that's that's kind of backup money, even though Tomlin right now is saying uh, either Rudolph Rudolph and Trubisky are head to head for that job. But when you got a kid sitting here at twenty who threw over fourteen thousand yards in, in college, should have won the Heisman over Bryce Young and Aiden Hutchison, I'm sorry. Uh to me I look at the Heisman as the best like the MV is like an M V P is it is the M V P. You take Kenny Pickett off that off that team who went 11 and 1 last year. They're damn near 4 and 5 and 7, 4 and 8 like last year. So to me it's just a no-brainer pick for Pittsburgh and keep the fan base healthy happy as they always are. But to me I think Kenny Pickett's a slam dunk pick for the Steelers here at 20. 21 the New England Patriots take Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. Uh, because, to me, New England invested has, has a younger offense. Um, they got Cal Noy, who can be a liability at times. And that linebacker, of course, is getting a little bit older with Hightower and Van Noy there, so... Makes sense here to start getting a little bit younger uh, at that position for the Patriots. 22, this is the first of the Green Bay Packers pick. I have Christian Watson, the wide receiver from North Dakota State. Arguably, in my opinion, the sneakiest wide receiver in this draft. 6'4", 210, Runs the forty and four three, he I. They might be saying Devontae Who in three years, I think this kid could be the real deal. I I, I he's very I have him very high. I don't know about my other friends in, in these dynasty leagues, but like I said, I I'm a huge Christian Watson guy. Twenty three, the Arizona Cardinals select. Traylon Burks the wide receiver from Arkansas uh now this pick I went back and forth with him and George Karaloftis, the defensive end for Purdue uh I to me the Cardinals need a wide receiver too uh Christian Kirk got a very bloated contract. Got a Nick Foles-Jacksonville deal. Some of you guys will laugh at that and go, yep, exactly. Got the most head-shaking deal in the NFL, free agency, in my opinion. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is getting older. starting to The wear and tear is starting to get to him. They re-signed A.J. Green, but A.J. Green... Is getting old is up there as well. Andy Isabella is on the trade block, so to me, right now, this screams wide receiver instead of replacing Chandler Jones. If, like I said, but I could see Arizona going either way. Twenty-four. The Dallas Cowboys select Kenyon Green, offensive lineman from uh, from Texas A&M. Take a hometown boy. Easy easy pick here for the Cowboys. Uh, even though they could go uh, Carol Loftus as well here to replace Randy Gregory. But the offensive line is starting to show its age. Uh, starting to show its wear and tear. They, uh, and it also, Leo, Leo Collins signs with Cincinnati in the offseason. So why not replace him with a younger version of of him when he was dominating people the first year and a half? 25, the Buffalo Bills select Andrew Bruce Jr. Corner from Clemson. This one's also a no-brainer to me. Um, Tredravious White, torn ACL, probably won't be back until no mid-november on a hunch maybe december uh and they got levi wallace there too so they don't really have another corner that could uh really cover the pass and with what miami has right now be a track meet with Jalen waddle on one side and tyreek hill on the other Uh, The Buffalo does need to get another corner here, in my opinion. They could go running back uh, or trade down here. Uh, I've been hearing they love Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall, either or. Uh, But then the question is, who gets traded in that running back room between Devin Singletary and Zach Moss? Um, So that becomes a giant head-scratcher as well. And that's where Buffalo's got to sit and think on um, what they want to do with that as well. So I that's why they go corner here with Andrew Booth. 26, Tennessee takes Tyler Smith, offensive lineman from Tulsa. Uh, to me, this is another easy one. Uh, Conklin is getting older, is getting wear and tear. Uh, I They could have went receiver here because the Tulio Jones experiment crashed and epi- epically burned. They could go another defensive lineman, but they didn't really lose anything on the defensive side. So, I, to me, this is an offensive line pick uh, to help uh, like Conklin... Help like a fire under Conklin, and uh, possibly get him going, getting him back again. Or Tyler Smith just gets plugged on the offensive line and helps uh, block for the work for uh, Henry the Horse. Twenty-seven, the Tampa Bay Bucks take. Oh, hold on, hold on. I want to get his name correctly here. Sorry about the pause, people. I wanna, I don't wanna don't wanna have this incorrectly. I've been saying all the names. First and last names. Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. So the third defensive lineman from Georgia. That tells you how well Kirby Smart can recruit and how well how dominant that defensive line was for Georgia. Uh, to me, this is a possible Sue replacement. Uh, I don't know if Nedamikasu is re-signed, uh, but Sue is getting up there in age, and this helps. And they also have uh... oh, Danny. They also have Danny, uh, the kid from Wash, Danny Shelton. Yes, uh, as what as there as well. So, that could form a four, a, a formidable uh, four three if uh, the Bucks decide to show that a little bit this year and have two good run stuffers right there as well. Twenty eight, the Green Bay Packers select David Ohiobo, defense end from Michigan. Ohio Boat was supposed to go in the top 15, but tore his Achilles at the pro day. And like I said, this it's it's the Miles Jack. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, I'll help you out here. Miles Jack five years ago was supposed to be a top five pick in the, in the NFL draft. He didn't go until pick 32, 33 because he broke his leg. And some teams soured on that and didn't think he was worth a first-round pick. Jacksonville snagged him. Miles Jack has proved he was a top-five pick. Now he's playing linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is even more scary that defense. Oh, we'll get into that here in August uh, via NFL preview. But uh so to me, uh it makes sense here uh top 15 going uh, going to 28 for getting healthy, getting back on the map. Uh Green Bay can stash him uh and hope he can be back by December. I don't know. Uh That'd be great for him, uh, and and that would help. Uh, he 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 will help in the future. Trying to uh, rush two young quarterbacks in that division here because I have the Lions. Lions are coming up here shortly, and you guys are about to shake your head on it. But once you hear my reasoning, they'll they'll go. That makes a little sense. Makes a little sense. So 29. The Chiefs take Jihad Dotson. Wide receiver. Penn State. Uh, why not add it? This 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 to me screams. This pick screams replace Tyreek Hill. And why not replace speed with speed? Makes sense to me. And Jahad Dotson is that guy where he catches a ball and he sees three yards and he's gone. That's a done deal. Dotson did that at Penn State. I think he can do it, and I think he'll do it for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just a win-win pick here. Uh, one of these two Chiefs picks the other chiefs pick was from Miami and the Ty Tyree Kill deal is going to be a receiver regardless to replace uh replace Tyree Kill. So and I think it's gonna be right here. And then 30th pick, the Chiefs are back on the clock and they take Boye Maffe, the defensive end from Minnesota. Uh Frank Clark, Chris Jones are getting a little bit older. They need some more uh, young blood on that defensive side of the ball, and especially with the quarterbacks in that division now, with Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, you're going to need more. You're going to need more pass rushers to try to get to those guys in that lead, in, in this division that is the best in the NFL. I said it. Try to argue with me on it. You will lose immensely. 31. The team that got robbed in the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals. Take Tyler Lindbaum, offensive lineman from Iowa. To me, this is just help Joe Burrow, protect Joe Burrow, protect Joe Burrow. They need to keep protecting Joe Burrow. They've got everything else set on that side of the ball except for maybe tight end which they could address in in day two uh because they lost cj uzama to to the jets uh I, and they but there's a couple of sneaky tight ends in day two that they could possibly go get the last pick in the first round the detroit lions select desmond ritter the quarterback from cincinnati and they're going, oh God, James, why did you got him? Why did you select Desmond Ritter with in the first round? One first round first rounders get a fifth year option. Two, Jared Goff can be cut for only ten million dollars next year, uh June first. Three, they could sit Desmond Ritter for the year and he can learn to be an NFL quarterback and prove that he can be the future of the franchise. Four, next to Kenny Pickett, the most veteran, college veteran quarterback in this draft. Red, Red Desmond Redder was a 3-year starter at Cincinnati and won over 20 uh 25 games. Uh, I believe uh I believe oh, I'll take that back. Probably almost 30 games in his career. So, to me it's a no brain pick. Uh it helps it helps the Lions get ready for the future. They could go uh David Mawa, for the kid from uh, Wyoming, the linebacker, I've seen that too. Um, either way, uh, but I they make go Desmond Ritter here just for uh, the leadership, and he's a mobile guy as well and can throw on the run. So I think it's it, I think that's also a helpful reason why they make go Ritter here at 32, and so. That, ladies and gentlemen, completes the Champ Chaloney year one mock draft of this podcast. If you have any disagreements or questions or opinions on who else I missed or who else you would like to see in this draft in the first round, I'd like to hear that. You can... Reach me via email for this cast at champcheloni at gmail.com. You can, my friends, you can message me on Facebook or text me or WhatsApp. I also have that too. So uh, to you sports fans listening to this, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, to everyone else, I apologize if this was via sports, but this is the first one. So like I said. I'm always, I'm always willing to hear new ideas, new things for me to listen to or or to watch, hear, whatnot. I'm just trying to keep it non-political in that, in that basis. Because I don't want to start any chaos or m- more trouble as, as, as is that I have around me right now. Um, And I'm not even going to go into that to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode of the Chaloni, the Creative Chaos Chaloni cast. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you will listen further on as this continues. And I hope everybody enjoys the NFL draft on Thursday. And everyone has a good Mother's Day, too. James Choloney, signing out. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.